Hello, good humans, and welcome back to the Hello. <laughs> All right. Hello, good humans podcast episode number two. And today I have Darcy Remler. Wow, I really should get a backing track, I think, or an applause track. You'll work on that. That's maybe like a episode three thing or just not right now. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Darcy. Hey. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. I literally begged Zoe to let me come, and here I am, so it worked. She did ask, you know. <laughs> uh, I saw her list, and I was like, hmm, kind of weird that my name's on there, so. Well, maybe. you didn't know that it was crossed off. Like, I, I really only just tagged the, um, the famous, the people? famous people. Okay, well. Because <laughs> otherwise, there'd be a lot of tagging to be done. That's okay. I see I'm just not a priority, and that's all right. Like, it's just you have to learn about them. You have to learn. That's well, life. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, um, all of that aside, I was just joking. Darcy, you were a recent college grad. Yeah, I am. And how does it feel? It feels really good. I feel right now, I don't think I'll feel the weird kind of nostalgia of graduating until maybe the fall, like when my friends start going back to school. Cause right now I still kind of feel like I'm on summer vacation and the fact that I'm moving, it's weird that I'm going to like have that apartment for like a year. Like it's my apartment now. Mm -hmm. I was texting my roommate last night and I was like, is it okay if I mail my furniture to the house? And she's like, you pay rent, so you can do whatever you want. Well, like, and you should right. tell all of our guests where you're moving. <laughs> I know. Okay, everyone, listen up. I'm moving to New York City, so I'm so excited. Oh I'll be living God. in Manhattan. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have, have you seen your apartment? I have, yes. Okay. So the two um, girls I'm moving in with, they graduated a year before me, so they've been living in this apartment for a year now. They moved in July 1st of 2022. So they've been living in this apartment. It's a wonderful apartment. I've visited twice. I visited once for spring break and for a week after I graduated recently in May. So yeah, I got to go and it was awesome. It feels like home already. Again, I'm sure I'll be anxious when I get there because I'm an anxious girl but once I settle in I'm hoping that you know it'll feel good it'll feel right my question is is it as small as New York apartments are stereotypically no it's really not it's a really nice sized apartment it's kind of long so there's not a whole lot of depth so it's kind of like a skinny apartment so it's a little awkward okay. but it's really it's a nice size it's also just an a neighborhood that's maybe not as populated or not as expensive so mm -hmm. I feel like it might be a little bit further away from places like Midtown or Times Square but as a result we get to have a bigger apartment for cheaper which to me is important because right. we're already by a train so as long as you're patient you can get wherever you need to go but oh, nice yeah so it's a really decently sized apartment for a decent New York price. So you're digging in. You're doing Manhattan. You're going to be taking the train everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. The elevator train by my window doesn't scare it's me anymore. More. It doesn't. And I've always said that. You you know, you've always said that. I have always said that. Okay. I gave Lynn his... I, Lynn has told me before I'm his muse. And I don't know. Like, I think it's really sweet. Lynn. Manuel Miranda. I, I, I call him Lynn. <laughs> I call him Lynn. We, when you work with him, it's just you kind of get that. That's how it's like. So um, people may think you're being... I mean... <laughs> And not that you're not being serious, but mm -hmm. you did uh, major in music theater. Yeah, I feel like that's an important thing to know. Yeah, so I majored, I got my BFA um, in musical theater and my minor in dance from Millican University in Decatur, Illinois. And what is the most exciting thing to do in Decatur, Illinois? Um, Probably sit in your room, um, cry is really good. 
activity that I have, I spent a lot of time in college doing. Um, no, but in for, <laughs> in for real. I just, like, have no words. It's okay. There's none to, there's none to say. Um, for real, I think Decatur's a nice, I, I always say the Millie bubble was real, so Decatur is very different from Milliken. So. Okay. It's, there's a lot of, um, fun on-campus activities. I was always able to be involved in different dance ensembles or cabaret experiences. I also had a really wonderful network of friends there. So that always kept me really grounded and comfortable. Otherwise, we would take a lot of weekend trips. We weren't not too far from places like St. Louis or Chicago or like Bloomington and Champaign. So we found things to do. But honestly, we were all really occupied by school. I was in a lot of different clubs, so I kept busy on campus. So I, I enjoyed my time at college. It was good. I like to give Decatur a hard time, but if we didn't, we wouldn't be human. So I don't know. Too. I don't know why this is just the correlation I have. It's like Decatur sounds like crater. Mm-hmm. And then I just imagine like you live in a crater. Kind of. That is truly what I imagine in my head. And I think that's fair. I didn't, you know, it's funny though. <laughs> you were there before I ever was. I was. And I did not realize that that's where Showcare Camps of America yeah. was. So it was so weird coming to Milliken because I realized after the fact. And so. so like we, Zoe has pictures here, here from like 2015. Yes. And yeah. the thing is my professor's knew of our show choir, uh-huh. which was weird. Or people who, even if they weren't, like, show choir, or even if they weren't musical theater majors or anything like that, we had a lot of, like, local students from nearby towns, and a lot of them would be like, oh, you're in that show choir? And be like, how do you know that? That is so weird. And so it was just funny. I forget that show choir is huge there. So I know. It's crazy. So to my listeners, um, this isn't just a show choir podcast. Like, I did talk <laughs> I did, I did talk about show choir with Brittany, and I am now talking about show choir with you, but I, I probably will have, like, a guest or two that weren't in show choir. Hopefully. I For everyone's sake, I hope that's... Maybe I'll just rename Hello Good Humans to, like, <laughs> Hello Good Hilltoppers! <laughs> oh! Okay, anyway. Uh, so, for our listeners today, Darcy and I have been friends since... I was in eighth grade, and you were in... Sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Darcy's parents mm-hmm. are the drama club directors at our high school. Yes. Yeah. So we met during Pippin. No. We met during Once, Once Upon, Upon a Mattress. mattress. Oh, you're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. So yeah. I, I was one of the uh, I was one of the cool eighth graders <laughs> that was invited to be in the high school musical. That was such an honor. It really was. That's so cool. And it was so much fun. It was so fun. Darcy and I would sneak away from rehearsal mm-hmm. when like the big kids were doing the, mo- the more important stuff mm-hmm. and we would go watch dance moms in the empty <laughs> classrooms because it's during the summer so yes, the yeah. classrooms are unoccupied yeah and we would watch dance moms and and i would make up da- i would like make <clears throat> zoe do the dances because i grew up dancing and i and, and i did not no, but you were a, you were a natural you oh, were a natural thank you but it was one of those things where i I'm so grateful my dance studio growing up was nothing like Dance Moms. They're, everything that the Dance Moms show st- stood for was the exact opposite of what my dance studio stood for. So in hindsight, I am so beyond grateful that that was the case. But growing up, I was like, I wish we did dance competitions. And I wish I could just like do an be aerial. Like I just want to be like Maddie Ziegler. And so I would watch that show and pretend I could do like Fuerte turns. And I'd be like, Zoe, get out there. Like, give us all you got. Get that platinum gold. And I could, like, do a somersault. <laughs> You're like... That was about that's it. That's it. No, it was so fun, though. And that's definitely mm-hmm. how 
we got close, I think. We it was did. that summer. We spent so much time together. I have a, a very vivid memory of your dad driving us to probably like the cast party after the oh, show. My, yes. We're in your parents' van. <laughs> and we were like, John, we have to do Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were saying when I was a senior and you were a sophomore, we were like, we have to do we have Wicked. To do Wicked. And your dad's like, yeah, okay. Like, knowing that we, we have no we, money. We could never do no, Wicked. No, our theater is in a, like, our high school auditorium is a converted gym. It is. So we have, it is, there's no fly space. There's no wings. Us doing Wicked would be like Zoe on a ladder. And, and being like, <laughs> I'm Alphaba yeah. on this ladder. <laughs> and then I'm just like reaching up so it wouldn't have worked no but, but, but right. we were like john dad dad please if you love me you'll do this you have to let us do this and it turns out he didn't love me because we never did it but it's fine we'll do it on broadway together because we're both going to broadway probably oh. soon right that's like something you're thinking about on that so it was mm-hmm. it was that was the that was the goal when it I, was when i first went to college yeah and then i realized it takes a certain level of guts yeah i'm learning that as well i don't i don't really know how to describe it it was just way too intense for me it's so so intense and i'm also realizing that and i'm not a competitive person i'm a competitive person if i'm like in a group because then i feel like it's like power in numbers but when it's just myself oh i can't do it so i'm learning that we're gonna learn to get through that but you are moving to new york to pursue a life in, in, theater. in theater. Yeah, that's the goal. So, yeah, I'm always, still when I'm home, I'm always auditioning and submitting things. But my goal is to try to, yeah, live a life as an actress. I'm working just two part-time jobs while I'm there so I can, you know, eat and live and pay rent. But when I'm not working, I'll be auditioning as much as I can and getting into voice lessons and dance lessons and acting lessons. Again, everything is so expensive. So this is all like, like the dream. But I would I'll, say use a credit card. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, John Rumler just pooped his pants. He <laughs> just, he is like, no. <laughs> so, okay. For people that don't know, what does, I mean, maybe I don't even really know. So, like, when you say that you're submitting things, you're mm-hmm. auditioning for things here, like, how does that work? Do people reach out to you? Do you just, like, find things online and you're like, I want to yeah. audition? Yeah. So, at this point in time, again, it's going to be different for every actor because everyone's going to be at a different caliber. But for me personally, all I'm doing is going on things like Actors Access and Playbill, and I'll just find auditions there that I can submit for because no no one cares to reach out to me at this point in time. I would, I would thank, reach out thank to you. Thank you, Zoe. And I, and I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I just am submitting for everything that I can. But once I'm actually in New York, obviously the reason you go there is so you can go to in-person auditions because I do think I do a lot better when I'm in the room just because it helps kind of alleviate any nerves because I'm able to introduce myself as a person, not just as well, like a headshot. You, you can't, you can't possibly show who you are through a little video clip. No, I don't. And it's, I just don't think. Again, I'm learning. We're going to continue learning how to self tape, and that's an art within itself. But I think I am much better when I'm in the room, just because I'm able to kind of, I don't know, hopefully give them a glimpse of 
who I am as a person and that'll be good. I, I, it's always weird. I talk about, I'm a lot, I would get so much more scared for auditions at college than I have ever in the real world. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there was so much more pressure and competition that was placed on students, like in such a small bubble. Well, because you know, everybody you're competing against. It's horrible. It's the worst. casting you. It's actually the like most crippling experience in my life. One so. of the reasons that I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I really couldn't. Um, it's, it's horrible. I, I think that I will in the future do an entire episode on like my college career. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot. I have a lot to say mm-hmm. and it's nothing against the college that I went to. And oh, no, excuse me. I know. I'm also burpy. We're drinking coffee. <laughs> Acid reflux is coming on. But I mean, yeah, nothing against the college that I went to. It's just, you have to be such a specific type of person. Yeah, no. And I agree. I feel bad. I feel like if you know me, you know, I sometimes have choice words about my university, but, it, <laughs> but again, it's just cause we all, we, we, I love to complain. Ah, one thing about me. I love to complain. What, what Enneagram are you? Do you know? <laughs> I'm a one wing two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What are you? I'm a two. Right. Probably wing one. Probably wing one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at us. <laughs> Friends. So Friends, cute. Sisters by chance. Friends by choice. That was that was horrifying. Okay, I'm sorry. And we were holding hands during that. I want to. Yeah, we were holding. They hands. can't see us, and I'm kind of glad because it's it's a little chaotic. It was scary. Um. Okay. So back to theater. Mm-hmm. I once went to an open call. This was this was post theater major. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, literally out of the blue. Hey, they're auditioning for Dear Evan Hansen national tour in Chicago. Do you want to come? I was like, uh. Yes. I haven't sung in like a year, but uh, <laughs> sure. And uh, we drove all the way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was January, so it was freezing outside. And we stood in line for like six hours. And we were about 15 people away from the door. And they said, all right, we're done for the day. No, that is, that's the worst. It, I mean, I was grateful I was there with her. We made mm-hmm. friends in line. Absolutely. We, but it was I, I, I was just heartbroken. It's devastating. Like, I was it, like, what? No, it is. And that's the thing is I'm a lot of what we've been learning too. And a, a lot of the reasons I'm grateful for my school is because I think we have been taught a lot about audition etiquette and technique because the thing is, is obviously we're all there because we love to perform, but unfortunately you don't get to perform unless you audition and Mm -hmm. do relatively well. So it's definitely a skill within itself that I hadn't necessarily even realized until I got to school. Mm -hmm. So I am really grateful about that as we've learned, like, don't talk about the audition until you're in your home because you never know who's going to be nearby when you're leaving. And a lot of it is just like, you know, making those relationships when you're in line because honestly that's all we have all we have is each other and you're going to see these people again and again and again and and it's so easy to look at people as competition but but it's like we're all, we're all the going same through the same thing. exactly yeah. and that's the thing too is once you realize the world is so much bigger than your own because honestly i feel like theater and again i'm brand new so who knows like this could all change but to me i felt more of a competitive nature when i was in things like high school and college just because mm-hmm. it's a much smaller bubble you're getting more so compared to people that you don't necessarily care to be compared to because that eats you alive. And so it's sometimes nice to just be like, I don't, I know these people and they're great, but we're, there's so many of us and we're also different. It's like, I just want to go in, audition and even forget I auditioned. And if I hear anything back, that will be a wonderful surprise within mm-hmm. itself. But no, you should come to New York sometimes just to visit and then we can just like go to auditions together for fun. 
I'll make you. How oh, fun would that be? I'm pretty busy that day, but... Um, I mean, if you don't want to, we don't have to, but how cool would that be? I, and the company, I feel like you should just do it, like, once. Like, okay. like, I went to, like, a New York open. Okay, home. okay. The new, Like, coming to New York, Absolutely. I'm in. Mm-hmm. The audition part? <laughs> I'll think about it. Let me know. Hit me up. So, a couple, like, fun questions. Okay. What is, in high school, community theater, all that counts, what is your favorite role that you've ever played? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably Joe March. I yeah. knew. I knew. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> probably Joe March. I love Little Women. I grew up reading Little Women with my mom, Louisa May Alcott, is my girly. And so I love Little Women. That was definitely a dream role of mine. I am obsessed with Sutton Foster. She was my idol growing up. I based a lot of what I hoped to be off of her. So that was a really cool moment for me. I got to do that my junior year of high school. But no, it was, yeah, so Zoe and I, Zoe's brother and I did drama together as well. So that was really, really fun. But yeah, we got to do that show together. And then I think my favorite show recently was Elf when I did it at college because that was so fun because that was my dream is just to dance in ensembles and be in national tours or go on cruise ships. So that was a really cool glimpse into like what my future could be because it was like my first kind of bigger scale show because I, I, I did like community theater when I was a kid, but it's just different because mm-hmm. I, I stopped doing it past freshman year of high school. So it'd been a while. Like mm-hmm. I loved doing Billy Ellie and stuff, but this was Elf was really cool because I got to do a really fun ensemble track and I was always busy and like running on stage to do a quick change and then coming back on. So it was really a fun experience. So I really loved probably Elf was like my favorite recent credit. But then I think my favorite role of all time was probably Joe March. Well, obviously. It was so good. It's pretty astonishing. Come on now. Um, what are, and and maybe you don't want to expose yourself for this because I know that, I know people can think it's a little cringy, but like three dream roles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. And that's the thing that's hard is... Well, you just said... Okay, you just said that you want to be an ensemble person. Yes. Okay, three yeah. ensembles that you want to be in. That's a good question. So, I think if I could choose any ensembles, I really like contemporary musical theater. So, I saw Wicked for the first time when I was in New York after graduation. Wait, what? Yeah. I'd never seen it before. I, and if I had, I don't remember. I, I don't recall ever seeing it before then. And how did, like, how It did was phenomenal. It was funny because we did the lottery, so we were literally in the very back row. I literally have chills because I uh, love Wicked You should. So we should much. see it if you ever come visit because it was... When I come visit. When you come visit. Yeah. When you come visit. I thought you meant, like, when. I was like, oh, I'll get my schedule link. We'll <laughs> figure it out. But, no, it was wonderful. But that was a show where I was like, oh, it would be a dream to dance in this. So something like that would be wonderful. I'm obsessed with West Side Story. I would love to dance in West Side Story as a jet girl. When you're a jet, you're a jet. Um, one maybe, oh, like Frozen. That would be fun. Oh. That's like, I think one of my dream roles is Anna in Frozen. Like I yes. love kind of like the quirky, like girl next door types. Like when I think of dream roles, it would be like Katie Heron and Mean Girls or, um, Anna and Frozen, so I would love to be in Frozen. So you want to play Gingers is what I'm hearing. Yes, I guess so. One of my favorite roles that I ever have seen you in was Fiona. Oh, shush. <laughs> no, but seriously. Actually, I'm, I was so scared. Well, I know, but <laughs> but no, Shrek the Musical is like the guilty I, pleasure of mine. I agree. I do think Shrek is a very underrated I feel so bad for, like, this is entertaining for anyone but me and Zoe. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, if you're still here 20 minutes into us talking about musicals. I'm so sorry. We hey, should have expected that. It's called Hello, Good Humans. 
and you're a good human and, and you're telling your story thank you. about music theater. <laughs> theater. So I promise I don't just do that. I do other things. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but I was going to say last summer I saw Moulin Rouge. I want to see oh my goodness gracious. I listened to it like every day. I really, really want to see that. It, it blew my mind and I knew nothing about it. One of I my friends yeah. was just like, Hey, you want to go see this? And I'm like, sure. I like musicals. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Really? And if I ever re-enter the musical space audition it will be for that show so yeah let's talk about darcy when you're not doing theater amazing what who are you who am i (laughs) um (laughs) you know who who aren't i I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really enjoy the outdoors. I love going for walks. I'm a anxious girly. I mentioned that before. So that's something I've been able to kind of come to terms with, especially since like leaving high school, because I think I've been able to, you know, it was a little bit more liberating going to a place where I didn't know anyone and I could more so reflect on who I am. So I've learned coping mechanisms through that and also still learning that I have a lot of things to work on, especially in regards to theater. Like literally I have horrible stage fright, which I'm like probably should work through that. I think you should work through that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, so that's, so I've been told. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> apologize but yeah so I've just learned some of my favorite things to do are I love going for walks and listening to podcasts <gasps> I'm not even joking I didn't forgot I was talking on your podcast but like oh I love office ladies it's the do you, you have you seen office kind of oh I've seen the office yeah, yeah so it's um Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey so they like do like a rewatch podcast but they're like my moms like I oh feel like they're my friends so I listen and they to talk that about one. the office yes like they go through all the episodes so it's really good so I love that I love the show Smartless um with Jason Bateman Will Arnett and okay. Sean Hayes so I use I love I love going for walks and kind of just being able to be my by myself for a little bit and um, clear my head. I You work at a coffee shop right now. I do work at a coffee shop right now, so that's probably my passion. Um I'm joking. <laughs> I think it's a great it's a fun job, but it's I, fun for me. It is fun for Zoe. I love to you have want, her come through. You wanna know like a little uh like a little secret? Yeah. So I don't really remember why, but we have each other on uh Find My iPhone. <laughs> and I don't remember why we do, it's just I think we've had it for a while like now. Like, years. But you're my only person that I have on that. Like, really? I'm not sharing my notification, like, my location with anyone, so I'm like, Zoe's the only person that's ever going to know if anything happens to me. Well, and, and I actually look at it quite frequently because, okay, not for you, but... But just in general, yeah. Because I'll be like, oh, is my mom at work or is she at home mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And um, when so I fun. see that you're at Mocha... Go. I go. That's amazing. No, I'm really happy you do or, that. Or... It makes my day. If you're there and I can see you're there on my phone, but you're not at the window. And then I will say, Hey, is Darcy here? I love that. I, that's amazing. Cause no, you have to like, I have a Keurig at work, but why would why I would use I a Keurig? Well, there's a couple reasons. Why would I use a Keurig? <laughs> I can go to Mocha, but <laughs> True. also why would I use a Keurig when I can see you? Oh, stop that. I know. No, I love it. It really does make my day, but yeah. So right now I'm just, uh, working at a coffee shop. I'm also choreographing for my parents' musical. They're doing the Adams family. So that's oh. been really fun. I'm going there actually today after this. So that's been really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I'm just saving up. And when I get to New York, I'll be working at a Lululemon, which will be oh, cool. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm working on the Lululemon. Get that discount, girly. For real. And that'll be really nice. Um, it's also near my apartment, which is cool. So it's a rather, you know, safe and easy trip. And then I'm also working for this company called Broadway Babysitters, which will be awesome. It's a really 
wonderful networking opportunity. Obviously, I'm passionate about like working with kids. I've been, you know, I did like Abilities in Harmony with Zoe and I've been, that's how I made like most of my money growing up just because I was very busy with extracurricular. So I couldn't hold a regular old job. So I babysit for Mm -hmm. like kids at my dance center all the time. So I'm, I love kids. So it was kind of the perfect job for me. So yeah, I'm trying to think. It's that's a very loaded question. Like, who I am know, I? I'm sorry. No, I mean, don't I apologize. Know, but, but I'm like, I should reflect on that. Like, I'm like, yeah. who even am I? I don't know. Who are you? I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll get back to you. You're them. a cat lady. I am a cat lady. I'm really allergic to cats. Oh. I think. Well, yes, I'm really allergic to dogs and cats. But my mom is loves kitties, so I grew up with a lot of cats. But I love cats. Like, like how many cats? Like right now, we have four cats. So oh, only four though. Only four. It's we. The most we've had is five. So oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, so we have four cats right now. And again, I I really do love my cats. I just, like, can't have them in my room because I get sick. But okay. I would love to have maybe, like, one or at most two cats. But I know I'll have to have pets when I'm growing up. Like, I, I will need to have a kitty. Right now I want to have a cat and name her Falafel. That's, like, Aww. I don't know why. I really like, well, I love Falafel. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. As a vegan? As a vegan, I'm a vegan. Well... I'm going to actually take that back. I'm, like, vegetarian, and I have vegan tendencies. That is... I'm also on that track. Yes. So I always say, like, when I'm out in the wild, I can't... It's not... I don't decide what happens. Like, if I'm in the wild, and all of a sudden, like, a peanut M&M appears in my lap, I'm like, well, it would be rude of me not to, like, pop one in. You know? Because that happens sometimes. But... Well, I just tell myself peanut M&Ms are vegan. Vegan. And they are. I, they are. They just have it. They don't label it like that on the packaging, but they told me that they were... Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I've been vegetarian for like 10 years. Me too. That's Isn't crazy. That crazy. Yeah. We were, we went on our own like vegan journey together. That... We did. Then I developed an eating disorder. Amazing. Uh, that's for another episode. I was going to well. say that is something you can dive into. So my dietitians have literally banned me from being a, ve- a vegan, but they said, if, yeah. you, if you must be a vegetarian, fine. And I'm like, it's been 10 years. Yeah. I'm not. I just don't have any interest in eating meat again. Like, that's the thing is, like, with vegan, I've never been, like, super passionate about it. Like, when we were vegan, it was, like, cute and fun. But again, it was the same thing where my doctors were, thankfully, like, I never had a, I'm not comparing my experience to yours, but it was that thing where I was, like, I was a child trying to be vegan, and they were, like, what if you didn't do that? Well, we also were the kind of vegans where we are like, but Oreos are vegan. Exactly. Or we were, like, I'm going to eat this, like, whole can of garbanzo beans. Remember when we made, um, like, a happy one month of me being vegan cake, but it was just, like, literally brownie batter, and we just ate the whole thing? Like, if we we were being vegan for health reasons, that was not the the case. No, that was not the answer. (laughs) We thought we were on something. So, yeah, we're, like, yeah, vegetarian with vegan tendencies. tendencies. I will say this, and I really hope that nobody comes at me for this, but... (laughs) I have I have found that when I go to things like um, conferences, mission yeah. trips, uh, things where I have to say my dietary restrictions, yeah. I always say that I'm vegan. Me too. Because I've noticed that organizations are a lot more willing to accommodate vegans than vegetarians. Really? They I've just noticed that they try harder. Yeah, because, that's fair. Because instead of being like, oh, they can just have the side salad, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. be like, oh, we should provide something. And I'm like, yeah. well, you should either way, yeah. especially if you're asking for my dietary restriction. restriction. Yeah, no, I do the same thing because I really do – like, I always say, like, when I'm buying for myself, I always buy vegan. Like, when I was in my apartment, I guess I, I had a house on campus this past year for senior year, and anytime I'd go grocery shopping – 
I'd always only get vegan things for my own household. But again, it was one of those things where it's like, if I was out and about, sometimes that's, I wasn't as strict with it. But yeah, so anytime, like I really try not to do dairy. So I, like, I don't do like pizza and things like that. And usually that's like what they'll have. Yep. So that's why I, I usually am just like, or I'm they'll vegan. have mac and cheese. And then you're like, well, I will literally get sick. I will. Exactly. Like if I eat mac and cheese. Yeah, no, I was at an event in the last couple of weeks where veg- or the vegetarian option was mac and cheese. And I, I mean, TMI, but I was up all night just sick Poop- to my stomach pooping. Well, I wasn't going to expose myself for that. But- well, sorry. We don't, we're girls. We don't poop. But if we did poop, if we did poop, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what I would have been doing. Yeah, no, night. that's fair. For sure. Yeah, no, I don't think I could do like a whole fresh thing. Like you won't catch me drinking a glass of milk. Oh no. Ever. Also because it's gross. It's gross. In my opinion. It, it, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. This whole podcast is my opinion. That, and isn't that cool that you get to have that? Like it's just your it's opinion. It's very like, this scary. Is, like I was I was thinking, thinking about, about that. Like, what if somebody hates me? No one and they you. listen to this, and then they just... Okay, I was actually thinking, not for you, but for me, I was even nervous coming on, because I'm like, oh my god, like, anyone can listen to this. And I'm not even, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I, of course, now I'm going to be, like, saying something that people are going to be like, you. But, like, I don't even <laughs> feel like I've, like, said anything, but it's just, like, it's scary that, like, we're just, like, rambling, like, this is how we would normally talk, and it, now it anyone is. can provide input or listen to it, and I'm I like, know. that's scary. But, but the thing that I think is... This has always been something that I have wanted to do for myself. Like, absolutely, collect stories from people who I care about or uh-huh. who have made an impact on my life. Absolutely. And, and if people want to listen, well, good for them. But if they don't, whatever, too. I can listen. And I do think that's a really wonderful way to look at it because now you have a wonderful, like, audible diary that you can say, like, oh, my God, like, this is the time I got to sit down with your mom. You need to have an episode with your lovely mother. You hear that, Mom? She said no. No. So. No, Melissa. We'll keep working on it. Okay, I get that. I, I do get I that. I did get my grandpa. My grandpa's, oh, I know. The, I will be, I'm, and if if this podcast has 100 fans, I'm one of them. If this podcast has one fan, I'm one of them. You're the one. If, like, if this podcast has none, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? No, but I it's, appreciate it. It's a, it's a little, like, internet thing. Is know? it on TikTok? Because I don't have TikTok. That's awesome. You're better than everyone. Okay. No, I, <laughs> Not what I meant, but... No, but it, yes, no, so it is a TikTok thing. Okay. It is a TikTok thing. But yeah, that's very true. I just think it's a really special thing. Like, you get to listen back on that, like, an episode with your grandfather and with your friend, like, Brittany and me. Um, no, I'm probably never going to listen to this one ever again. And that's fine. I'm I probably kidding. wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's fine. I do hate listening to myself, so I'm sorry you guys have to, but I guess you guys have to listen to me every day if you, you come in contact with me, but... Um, okay, so anyway, we're going to move on to our, <laughs> a different topic, which is your faith. Yeah, that's a good one. So besides growing up doing theater and show choir mm-hmm. and everything, we also grew up in the same church. Yeah, we did. So we were in youth group together for two years, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I went to college. But how has your faith been through college? That is such a great question. So, and it's okay if the answer is not. I mean, like, yeah, no, and just it kind because of because I work at a church doesn't mean you. Have <laughs> I know, really, like, in a church, I'm like, God, just listen, close your ears for a second. Um, <laughs> but no, I, my thing is, I had such a lucky and blessed relationship with religion growing up, and I feel like that's somewhat of an isolated experience. I feel like I meet a lot of people that have 
forms of like religious trauma or it was kind of forced upon them and thankfully that was never the case with my family I mean when we were growing up it was one of those things where it was every Sunday you go to church because that's what you do but once I got a little bit older and it was up to me to decide and especially after coming to the church that we're currently in I really found faith to be a critical part of my life I loved going to youth group I loved participating in community service. I loved mission trips. I really loved the community that I built here at this church. And I still feel really lucky with that community that I built here. Um, so when I went to college, I was kind of unsure as to how my faith would continue. And I remember I'm a very liberal lady, if you guys don't know that. And I remember I went to a church my first year with one of my new friends from school. And as soon as we got there, I mean, I feel like I connect with religion heavily through music so this was i didn't realize it at the time but it was kind of like a mega church vibe i was unaware of what that was at the time and i was like oh my god this is really scary so i was just kind of like scarred because i was also just like oh my god my experience with religion was such an isolated thing i i just i think i took my experience with religion for granted and how opening and accepting and honest we are at the church we grew up in and how we've had like these challenging conversations like I think I took things like that for granted. The fact that we have, you know, pride flags around our church and all our welcome here signs. And mm-hmm. that was something that felt really right and comfortable to me. Because to me, I think I view faith through a vessel of love and how people should live their lives just in acceptance. And I think I realized quickly, like I had heard that obviously that wasn't the case for a lot of people. But it was one of those things like being in a church, kind of feeling trapped in a church where that wasn't the words that were being spoken, I, I just felt really panicked and it kind of not like scarred me, but I, I had no interest in going to church beyond mm-hmm. here. So I never was really involved with church in college at all. I um, was like during COVID when our church here at home would have services, a lot of times my dad would send them to me. So I would watch them when I was getting ready for school or something. John Rumler, he's a, he's a true. So, so you got to see me. Yes, I did. I watched a lot of Zoe on Ooh. my screen in college. Um, so I would do that, but I never was brave enough or honestly willing to put in the work to find a church that worked for me at school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I feel very connected to church when I'm at home and I'm surrounded because my family is very religious, but it's hard, I think, when I go away from it. And I think I'll always have my faith, but it's definitely been a journey that I've been kind of like working with as to, especially going to New York soon. I'm like, is that something that's going to be a part of my life? Is it something I'm going to participate in when I'm here? It's just, yeah. So I think I'll, I know I'll always have a connection with my faith, but it was something where I had taken my experiences at home for granted. And so I think when I got to an environment where it wasn't as easily accessible, I kind of just faded away from it for mm-hmm. a little bit well and our church is incredible and I mean, it really is i'm biased because i work here obviously but i don't work here and i th- say that so. it's just it is so rare to find a religious community that like is more progressive yeah and i think that was one of my big struggles going to college is that i went to a catholic university yeah. and i loved being a religious studies major Absolutely. and i loved my catholic campus ministry but i just felt like there was this piece that was missing Mm -hmm. that I had here at my home church Mm -hmm. that is now where I work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think people from the outside look at us and say like, oh my gosh, you guys are so like crazy liberal church, but it's like, "Mm." 
Actually, we just preach like radical inclusion and radical love. Yes. And it's like we have our pride flags on our on our doors, not so so that we can, you know, scare people away. No. But just so that people know that we're not hateful. And, no. You know. Exactly. And I I think again that was always something that was just second nature to me because that's how my family is. I have a very progressive family, and so love and inclusion was always part of the rhetoric that we shared within our home values. And so to me, it just seemed obvious that Jesus and God are always rooting for the underdogs and they're always wanting to include everyone and uphold a accessible environment for everyone, regardless of, you know, your past or your sexual orientation or your sexuality, anything like that, like Mm -hmm. race, like everyone is welcome. Yeah. And regardless of class, And so it was just, it was a weird thing to me when I saw that that, again, for my own eyes, that wasn't the Mm -hmm. case. And so I think I just was like, it's a lot of work to have to find that space. Do you feel like you sometimes have two hats? You either have your church hat or your social justice hat? Yeah, I honestly, I think the thing I felt the most is, yes, I felt that a lot, but also a lot of times I was feeling kind of that divide within myself Mm -hmm. because I had, I was friends with a lot of people of varying backgrounds. So a lot of my friends within the theater department were atheists. And obviously I have no issue with anyone's religious affiliation. I, that's something I've never cared about. I don't really ever bring up my religion unless I'm talking to someone who Again, like, honestly, I talk about it with, like, you or my friends that are also, I know, are Christians. Like, I have no interest in spreading my beliefs onto others. So that's just not ever been anything I'm very comfortable with. So that was always, like, a difficult dichotomy was I would have friends that were atheists and I would be like, I totally get why you're atheists. Like, there's a lot of, like, corrupt things within religion. And if I wasn't a part of it, like, I, too, would look down on it. Like, I get it. Like... There's a lot of messed up stuff that, like, when you look at other Christians, like, it's hard not to feel hurt by the words that they're sharing. Mm -hmm. But then it was also, like, I would have a lot of, especially with a lot of the members of my sorority, there was typically a lot more religious folks. Again, I, for a reason I don't necessarily know, but that was sometimes where I would find some more of my like religious bonds. And that was, again, one of those things where it's like, well, then I didn't feel like I was a religious enough for them. Like it was either uh-huh. like, I, I was not like weird middle ground where I wasn't so religious as much. Like I would talk to those women. I'd be like, Oh, I wish I was as religious as you. Like, I wish that like I would join you guys for church on Sundays. Like I missed that. And I wish I was like that. But then I would also talk to my friends that weren't religious and I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm radical. Like what, a, <laughs> what I'm so sorry. Like and so it's just that weird thing where it I is. felt like I was being, because I, I get all sides and I felt this like weird push because I'm very, very in between. Like I don't really lean one way or the other. I'm just kind of like, everyone do your own thing. Like we all are going to find our place in this world. But because of that, I, again, I feel like I have very, like, I feel like you get my religious beliefs and I feel like there's like maybe two other people in my mm-hmm. life that do. So it's just like very limited people like friends that I would talk about mm-hmm. it with which is fine like I I'm okay with that but I think that's well I was just talking with my mom about this yesterday because again like I because this is going on the internet like, <laughs> I, I do I do feel wary about like making generalized statements and that's yes but I will say that for a lot of people religion is tied with conservatism yeah and so 
Because that's the narrative that is painted in the media, mm-hmm. in the news, Absolutely. by Republican lawmakers. It's all like, the Bible says this. Yeah. And so when you're part of the church that... that They're using. Yeah. When you're part of the, the church that, like, <laughs> we're like, we, we read the same Bible, but we interpreted yeah. it differently. Yeah. And I swear we're good people. <laughs> At least, like, we're trying to do good things and spread mm-hmm. good messages. And we don't align with yeah. all of the hatred it feels like you're one in a million. Yes, and it does. It is a rather isolating experience. And again, not that not that either of us are like asking for like pity or understanding, but like it is that thing where you're sometimes just kind of like, I don't know, like I'm just kind of here. Like I'm just trying to mm-hmm. vibe and do what's right or at least what I view is good and wholesome and well, no, like yeah. you said, there's a lot of religious trauma. A lot, people yeah. who have been hurt by the church and, and who can't yes. imagine coming back, even if it's a space that's completely different than what they grew up in. And that's so much of it too. Is mm-hmm. I have a lot of wonderful connections I made with people at school that I absolutely understand why religion is a taboo subject for them because they do have a lot of trauma like related to it. Like if they had to be if they were forced to be a certain way throughout their entire upbringing and then they get to college and they can finally, you know, be honest with who they are, why why would you mm-hmm. want to, like, welcome that back into your life? So I get well, it. and we just watch shiny, happy people. Oh, I my, mean, yeah. Yeah, let's not even get, we're not even going to go down. <laughs> but for real, it is, it's, yeah, no, we did what we thought. If, if that's what you see as religion, then, yeah, no way that you're going to church yeah. after seeing that. Yeah. Anyway... I'm going to ask you one last question. What are your uh, most played songs on Spotify right now? So while she's looking for that, uh, I would just like to thank you all for being here today. Know that you're all good humans. And honestly, I'd interview every single one of you if I could. Please subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you're on. Give this show, uh, actually, I don't know if you can give it a thumbs up on Spotify. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. But... If you could, do it. <laughs> if, you, if you find a way, awesome. And uh, share it on your social media platforms. I love you all. And Darcy, what are your top three listen... Or let's, let's get five. What are your five? What are your top five listen to songs right now? Okay, so they're going to be interesting. I mean, they're not really uninteresting. So my first one is Tolerate It by Taylor Swift. Okay. Love Taylor Swift. Huge fan. Second one is Matilda by Harry Styles. Okay, Dude. this makes sense. So that if you know me, you know how... Oh, I know. How it hits. Um, next, of course, is Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, Give I, it a listen. Yes. So good. Um, okay, this next one's a little random. The Only Exception by Paramore. Okay. I think it's just because it's on my running playlist well, or like my also, workout one. Glee. Glee does an amazing, amazing. cover. So. Yeah, we're <laughs> Gleeks. We're Gleeks. <laughs> um, and then my other one, it's really funny. It's, um, I don't know if you guys know this little Christmas song called The Child is Born. It's because I listen to Christmas, like, instrumental music when I fall asleep at night. Okay. So I think it's just kind of there for that reason. Who recorded this? Um, Hudson Harris and Hyam. Ha- you know, you guys, come on, you know, you know Hudson Harris and Hyam. They, they're some of my favorites. Go give, go give them a like on Spotify if you haven't already. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> this was a lot. Uh, and I'm so thankful that you came today. Me too. This was so fun. It was. And Darcy, you're a good human. You're a good human. Oh, thank you. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.